Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. In what feels like a little time, the Baffled Boys are back. We are bringing you facts. Your job is to see what's worth it, see what's worth remembering, stuff from the internet, even stuff from books sometimes, stuff that we have scraped from the barrel of knowledge. Should you remember them, should you pass them on, or should you chuck them in the bin? Uh, My name's Dan, thank you for being there. I have three facts for you this week. Stuff about how to make sure your loved ones stay with you forever. Also, we'll hear about an orc accident and five words that bring a shudder up a Brit's spine. Keep calm and carry on. Connor is also here. What you got, Con? Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, children being conceived. Uh, a, ni- a nice little thing about that. Uh, a nice stat as well, which I think sums up the world today. And... Um, A little idea if you have a car crash that might help you with PTSD. Hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we're back. It feels very odd, Connor, because uh, we went to New York for our kind of whirlwind tour. I tried to... All sorts of people, like geniuses at uh, New York University, um, people who owned gyms, uh, YouTubers, people who played FIFA for a living, um, like dudes who owned restaurants. We spoke to so many people. Like now, we've not really had a chance to catch up on the podcast and discuss what we're thinking about the co-host situation, because that was the point. We were going there looking for someone else to help us with the show. Like... Who are you thinking about everyone we spoke to? Well, I think everyone was really, really good. I really enjoyed being in New York as well, and I think that was good for the podcast. So something about um, those people out there was they offer a different location for us, which is a benefit, and that location is Manhattan. Now, when we look at the ranking of who was good enough and who wasn't good enough, it's it's they were all fantastic, but... It's the things that they offered me outside of the actual podcast that I enjoyed. I don't know if you're there with me, if you know what I mean. So, um, I hope you enjoyed the second episode that we recorded with Brandon Fay, who owns like incredible restaurateur out there. He was such a legend. He kind of brought us under his wing. He was such a gregarious man of life, wore bright, bright shirts. He was just like a dude that you would love to be around. And we did record a couple of episodes of the show because the first one that we tried to record... Um, he was just like giving us so much food and, and drink that we thought that was a better option than actually recording interesting facts. But we managed to get you something. Well, you see, this is the thing as well, like tactically, tactically, 
Brandon may have played the better tactics because what he done was he didn't only provide like an half decent episode as well, but he gave the free food. We had a few bevs. It was a good location. He was a nice guy. Then we had Kenny, for example. Uh, you know, are we getting a gym membership out of him? Uh, I don't know. But these are things that I'm bearing in mind. The problem is, out of the two, mm. if you did, if you we did get Kenny. At least mm. we get really, really fit, really healthy. If we were with Brandon, Brandon's run marathons, looks incredible, looks like the joy of every party. But I'm thinking, for me and you, being around a restaurant all the time with Peroni's on tap, I, th- I think we would make about four podcasts, then yeah, die. Yeah, just, you know, knocking out pizzas. I mean, there I am, handing the parsley, just making my own prawn, prawn pizza. Dan's pouring the Peronis. We basically walked in to pass the by Hudson, owned by Brandon, and we acted like we had owned the place and had shares in it for the last 10 years. I know, we did We did well remunerate him at the end, though. I will say that. It wasn't, oh. you know... It- although, although, we are forgetting one. I did feel like Claire was fantastic. I thought that was oh. a really good episode. When you, when you look at actual episodes and what we've done, she was great. Yeah, I think watching you like actually have your mind expanded like something that I've been trying to do for the last three or so years I think if we got her on as the co-host we would actually learn something in every single episode anyway New York was fun Mark's due back in two episodes time so this was all a joke so uh, yeah anyway hope you enjoy that it was fun for us Connor and I went over there with Adam who produces the show and Adam was so excited the first time he'd ever been to America in like almost 30 years of life so excited to be there touchdown loved Manhattan loved Times Square on about the sixth day he was like where's that bloody plane home get me on that plane home where's the taxi to JFK get me there get me to like flagging down the yellow cabs and the best bit about it as well me and Adam we are both uh, people that just have slight slight stuff things that you need to be aware of right you just need to sort of be aware of it issue is with new york out the bloody window there's no choices there's no options you can't you can't you can't do yourself a little salad no no it's got to be covered in loads of stuff that doesn't do you any good so yeah adam was three days in and i felt sorry for the lad i feel like he needed a detox probably got an iv when he got back well, listen, you're not here to just uh, sit through 40 minutes of our New York stories. I know what it's like when someone tries to ho- show you their holiday pictures. Uh, so all of that's coming right now. We have got facts to deal with. We scrape through the Internet. We see what's worth what's out there, whether it's worth you remembering or if you can chuck it into the big bin of nonsense. Connor, take it away. What's your first fact? Uh, more than 100 children are conceived annually at the Super Bowl parking lot during tailgate parties. Obviously disgusting. Obviously that's disgusting. You would think... disgusting. The the Super Bowl, Mm. and I would imagine wherever it is, particularly because it's in America, is heightened for security. I would hope they have people going around checking what people are trying to bring in, whether they're trying to bring in any contraband, whether they're trying to bring in booze or anything harder into the actual venue. The fact that this then happens in the car park outside, I think there's been a slight dereliction of duty. Well, few things. I agree with you. I also think as well, the Super Bowl is bloody expensive. I think the tickets are quite expensive, right? So if you're spending loads of money on a ticket, you've probably got a little bit about you. And then you're also happy to just have a little go in the parking lot afterwards. Second thing as well, though, I do think when you think of anything, any big event, the minute you hit that car park, they're done. 
they're finished. The security and the ones that are manning the car parks, they're on minimum wage, they're sick of it, they're doing a long shift, they've got the iVizies on, they just want to go home. They're not going to come pull you out the back of a car when you're having a little bit of fun after your Super Bowl team have won. They're not going to risk that. Yeah, it's a good point. Because your high-level elite bouncers, like the SAS, they're all inside the venue, aren't they? They want to keep mm. the players and the fans safe. Yeah. On the door, in the car park, you've got Reg that owns a field that holds his hand out to get three quid so you can park up for a few hours. Yeah, exactly. Although I have looked at this and put myself in the position of being the child that was conceived, okay? And when I look at it, this is where I'm at in my mind. West Ham had just won a European trophy, if I was conceived on that night as a child, I'd be bloody happy about it. I'd be like, what a night to have been conceived. But, hmm. without getting into too much of the detail, and I've seen instances of you uh, when they did win, afterwards, yeah. after a long session at the pub, yeah. is, there, is there anything left to, 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 to attempt the conception? There's nothing in the tank, mate. No, it's, it's not happening, is it? No, no. It definitely wouldn't have happened anyway. Well, maybe you are listening and you... Uh, that's a strange question to ask. Let's forget about that. Right, Connor, I want to tell you someone for the second fact of the podcast about Chin Shu Huang. Ever heard of him? Chin Shu Huang. Yeah, Chin Shu Huang. Never heard of him. I hope I've I pronounced that right. I've, do it my, I've done it in my best shot. Well, he was the first emperor of unified China. Okay. This was, uh, he reigned from 259 to 210 BC. So that's over 2000 years ago. He was the founder of the Chun dynasty. Now, right. here's what's important. After his death, he got everyone around him to bury themselves alive. I'm not going on my own. <laughs> exactly. If he didn't like books, he would burn the books, get the authors, get wherever they were. He would get them to bury themselves alive. When he died, the last shift workers who were at his tomb at the time were buried alive in it, along with their supervisors, servants, bodyguards and concubines buried alive. Now, he's almost he's also famous uh, in China, it's one of the World Heritage Sites, there's something called the Terracotta Army, where there are 8,000 soldiers uh, made in stone. Mm. Lines and lines, legions of these soldiers that are made in stone. They found them. You can go and look at them over in China. Uh, and it, the idea is that it, the only reason they're there is because he didn't bury all of those 8,000 soldiers alive because that would be a danger to, well, China that he'd helped unify. So right, he wanted okay. to bury all of those alive, but instead, well, I can't do that. I might as well just imagine them dead by making stone versions of those. So he was a mass murderer? Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. And his, his thing was burying people alive. Yeah. Right. And it was people that he didn't like or that produced something that he didn't enjoy. No, no, no. Anyone, really. Anyone and everyone. Just if he fancied it, didn't like the look of you, in you get. Yeah, I don't know the specific numbers, but I do know, as I say, wow. the last people who were working uh, at, at his tomb when he died, they all had to get inside. But here's the thing. Who's going to make you do that? Like, the guy's dead. Well, Why are you still, I, well, you know what? The big guy's popped his clogs. I better do it too. Yeah, this is the thing. So maybe he had that arranged, though, before he got buried. Maybe he said, whoever is part of the 
one that puts me in the ground forever, they've got to go with me. I yeah, can't but why have that. follow the lead? Why follow the know. lead? Yeah, but why bury, why bury alive anyone? Well, but actually, one... well, he's dead already. That's what I mean. If one person's got strange ideas, that's up to you. I can go mm. along with it. If you're the king mm. of my country at the time, I'll say whatever you want. I'm a nodding yes man. But after you're dead, I'm going to be the one that's slagging you off behind your back. You see what old Chin's been saying recently? Oof. Yeah, Oof. You know, you... you ever guess what he wants me to do? See yeah. you later. Tell you not what, you would watch. not want to be going out with him, wouldn't you? And have a little hour longer in the pub. I tell you, Christ, imagine it. Come back. Right, that's it. How many you had? Well, I don't know, maybe four, five. You stink of booze. I s- sorry, I've had a good night. You said you'd be home at seven. It's half eight. Off you go. Holes <laughs> buried. Just so happens, I need you to take a little walk into a garden. Into the garden. Yeah, no, a little bit further. I've left some yeah. of you in the garden. A little bit further. You plunge down ten foot. Sorry. Well, you wouldn't be, able, you you wouldn't be able to get away with bloody anything, wouldn't you? It'd be everything. Imagine going out with, you know... Yeah, just I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a very simple example of just things that I do wrong to my girlfriend. You know, might be that she's asked for, I don't know. Can you bring the mayo? And then I forget the mayo, but I made myself a drink. Off you go. <laughs> in the garden. See you later. That's the big problems in your life. Every yeah. time Haley's just furious because you've forgotten the mayonnaise yet again. She, I, I reckon, if Haley could look at options of burying me alive after some of the things that I've done, she might debate it. Right, second fact of the show. Connor, what you got? Uh, Really interesting one, actually. I think you'll enjoy this one, mate. So Tetris, the game Tetris, for 20 minutes, within six hours after a traumatic car accident, has proven to be 62% less likely to cause PTSD like memories of the event. So if you play Tetris for 20 minutes, just 20 minutes, within six hours of a traumatic event, apparently it can decrease PTSD by 62%. I do like it, but I got a few questions. Yeah, I assume sure. none of which I assume none of which will know the answer to. Yeah, well, we'll like try it. Why has anyone studied this? Why well, has anyone made made that connection? Because right, so with science, there has to be two things. First, someone has to have the idea. So, who has seen that connection play out in real time before they've then gone on to stage two of science, which is experimenting? Someone has had to go. Mm. You know what? Someone had an accident. And I think they would have got worse PTSD, but they played Tetris. And then they well, had to go on actually study it. Well, this is what I think here. So the, the, actual, the actual thing with this fact, Tetris is kind of the thing to forget about, really. Okay, I think it could be an array of different things, but they're using Tetris as the example. And I think Tetris is a good one because I wanted to check the legitimacy of the fact. CNN have spoke about it. They've actually done an article on it. And uh, there is a University of Oxford, uh, Oxford as well have done an article on it too. And it's just the idea of it's disrupting consolidation of the traumatic memory. So whatever's happened, it's distracting that. And the reason Tetris is good is because they say out of all of the games that are basically there, you usually play play Tetris on a handheld device. So therefore, you're quite close to it. So when you're on TV, when you're playing TV, you kind of chill, right? You sort of sit back, you're chilling. You know, whereas with a phone or a switch, you're really like in the screen. Therefore, you're focused on that. A lot of colour, so the colours are distracting yeah. you. And also as well, you have to think about the game. You know, the game actually requires a hell of a lot of thought. So therefore, they're finding that with that, it kind of completely disrupts the memory of whatever happened to you. Um, but it's got to be within six hours and you've got to play for about 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And uh, Hopefully, well, it shows proven to decrease PTSD. I tell you what, 
one hour with Claire from New York University and you're a genius. You're interested in all this. I'll tell you what, mate, I'm a new man. I'm fitting a guy out to that university. I might study something. I don't know what. But I, I, you know, afterwards, after the podcast, we had a good chat. I feel like me and her connected. That's incredible. And you're right. That well, I don't know much about the brain, but it, 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 I think there is some sense that when you've had a traumatic experience, you almost don't want to give your brain a chance to put that into long-term memory or, and then whatever it does to suppress that. You want to, you want to break that pathway and yeah. by focusing on Tetris, which is very stimulating because you've always got to think about the, you know, flicking around the color of the thing. You've got the music, you know, it's very simple, but it is very stimulating. So that's that makes perfect f- sense why that would happen. But yeah, but that's the key thing as well. Why they think that Tetris works, works so well is because the color and the sound too, they're like, happiness things really aren't they if you was looking at like a black and white game it's a bit miserable whatever whatever but obviously with a bit of colour it, it helps the mind but the only thing is it's like traumatic car crash yeah pretty you tough to... I've been yeah. I've been in a car crash before not a bad one but I've been in a car crash before and it is a little bit oh, you know and you really do feel a bit imagine six hours after a big one and someone's just lumping a little Nintendo Game Boy in front of you here we go half hour there you go Tetris hold on doc what? Well, I was going to say, I bet Mario Kart would do the same thing. But then I guess if you have been in a bad car accident, the last thing you want to do is be, be chucking bananas and, at Bowser. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Also, there are so many. You look at Mario Kart, FIFA, it drives me around the absolute bend. So I'd, I'll be dealing with the traumatic car crash and also the fact that I'm losing 5-1 to a 10-year-old on FIFA. So it wouldn't yeah. really do me any favours. He <laughs> just keeps passing the ball between his centre-backs. Yeah. It made me think about something. You mentioned... You know, some PlayStation games, you kind of like sit back, you're lying in your couch. Yeah, yeah. This is a bit irrelevant, but do you think you're... I am terrible at FIFA when I'm laying back. I have to be almost nose to screen to be any good with it. I need to be there. I need to be ready to go. So I've got a bit of a system. I like to sit back, relax. I always have a little drink when I'm playing FIFA. And when I play FIFA, I have a sesh. I don't really do one game. I'll have like maybe four, five games. What usually tends to happen with me, my girlfriend says this, is I'll play one. I'll lose. Get a bit annoyed. A few swear words have been released. By the third game, I get closer and closer and closer. By the fifth game, I am so close that, I mean, I'm there. I'm in it. I need to win it. And then when I lose that one, usually a controller might get thrown, someone will get smashed. Maybe, maybe this is what I need to do. Lose loads on FIFA and then play Tetris for the PTSD. Yeah. Right, second fact of the show for me. Connor, for those listening in America and around the world, what goes through your mind and your body when you hear the phrase keep calm and carry on? What goes through my mind? Uh, I don't know. A woman called Lisa who's 35 with two kids and she's got that on her kitchen wall. Right, exactly. That's what I was aiming for. So uh, for those of you who don't know, like, if you don't know, keep calm and carry on was a slogan that was used during the war in World War Two by the UK's Ministry of Information to kind of get the Brits on side. I guess it was propaganda. Keep calm and carry on. Since then, it gets sold in tacky shops, by the beach, normally painted on half a deck chair. Keep calm and carry on. And you, yeah. you find it, you know what I mean? You find it in Lisa's <laughs> front yard as yeah. her son's shouting at FIFA. Well, what's interesting is that at the time, everyone hated it too. Keep Calm and Carry On was the third of three posters designed by the UK's Ministry of Information. The first was, have a listen to this. Does it, is this any better? Your courage, your cheerfulness, your resolution will bring us victory. What do you feel about that? I'm not too sure that you could bang them out 
printed onto a mug off a little stall on the corner of Oxford Circus pretty frequently. But- the second, freedom is in peril. Defend it with all your might. Right. Yeah. That's more like forceful, isn't it? Like you need to defend it. Keep calm and carry on. It's just kind of chilled. The thing with this is that almost two and a half million posters of keep calm and carry on were printed in the weeks before World War Two. And almost none of them were used because the British public hated the first two and hated that so much. They pulped them all. They pretty much got rid of them all. It was only rediscovered that we had done this in the year 2000. A guy called Stuart Manley runs a bookshop in Annick, which is up in Northumberland. He was going through books that he bought at an auction and he found an original poster of Keep Calm, Carry On. They framed it and hung it on their till on the cash register and it kind of became this thing. And in the last, what, 13 years, 23 years, my word, in the last 23 years, it's now come up this thing mm. where it's gone from being a World War Two poster to try and gather people together that everyone bloody hated to being this thing that tourists flock to Britain and pay 50 quid for it on a crap jumper from Piccadilly Circus. Was uh, where did live, laugh, love come from? Then was that close? Was that? Uh, I was thinking about this as well. I don't know where this has come from. I don't know where. Don't get annoyed by the rain. Learn to dance in the storm. Came from. I don't yeah. know where this family runs on laugh, love, tears, hugs, saying sorry. I don't know where that came oh, from. It's tacky in it. I mean, keep calm, <laughs> carry on. Sucker. Like I think. I think that has rolled out in most retail shops as a fashion line at one stage during their summer line there's always been a t-shirt we keep calm carry on it yeah it's ridiculous uh, and it's, yeah. it's it's just it like i can't interesting to know where it come from that is quite cool to, well cool is it cool no but it's interesting to know that it was from that and now it's become this tacky thing that everyone has somewhere yeah. somewhere you have got to keep calm carry on key ring 100 percent Somewhere. It can't, it can't be emphasised enough how much people at the time really didn't like them. And again, it can't be pushed harder if you are one of the new legions of fans that are joining us after our whirlwind tour of America. Woo-hoo. Like, we, we hate it too. Brits really, really hate it too. Mm. I really hate it. And do you know what? You always see it as well, don't you? Like, the dad that's pushing the buggy when he's gone for his weekend away down at Suffolk or whatever, and he's got the keep calm, carry on t-shirt. He basically just don't care about fashion anymore. He's sick of it. Really sick of it. He just bangs it on. He's got the Slazinger shorts on. He's got his <laughs> flip-flops and socks, and he's walking along. Sick of it. Wife's in the ear. That's the guy that wears the keep calm, carry on t-shirt. That's your man. Or- if he's not got that, he's got if found, return to the pub. Yeah, yeah. Or the other one as well, where on the back it says like, world's best dad or my girlfriend's sexy. Yeah, all right, mate. He's, that's his wardrobe. <laughs> T-shirts, legend. If you see the police, Warner brother. Welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food and body image. Each week we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One thing I do need to bring up about New York, Com, yeah. is that... Um, you remember we did a great episode with Jake Barford, like incredible YouTuber, yeah, yeah. got loads and loads of subs. Yeah, he's got his content's incredible at the moment. Like he's playing FIFA all around New York City. He was just out in the Champions League recently. I um I keep replying to him on Instagram and I'm what? getting nothing back. I thought that I thought it was a really nice dude. I thought we got on. I wasn't anticipating us to be best mates. But if I send him a fire emoji to one of his stories, I expect him to just reply with a little double heart. And you know what's great as well? You message Jake, don't hear anything back. Brandon, though, you wake up to a lovely array of four or five messages every morning. Cheers, Brandon. Gives me life, Brandon, if you're listening. It gives me life. I love it. Please do carry on. I can't wait to get back and see you. What a guy Jake was, by the way. Do do take a listen to his episode. He's a good guy. It's a good one. I enjoyed that one. Right, last fact of the show. Connor, give us it. Uh, Good one. Really good one. It's recent times, not recent times, but sums up the world today. In 2008, and when I say as well, not recent times, 2008 is a bloody long time ago, but it feels like yesterday, doesn't it? 15 years. 15 years. So in 2008, there was a survey done, which I love. 58% of British teens thought Sherlock Holmes was a real guy, while 20% thought Winston Churchill was not. I would have been a British team at that point. Mm. And I can tell you, I did know Sherlock Holmes was fake and Winston Churchill was real. You see, the thing is for me, I'm, I'm different. I'm not the same as that. I just thought both were real. <laughs> if you'd asked me then, I would have said both were real. Obviously, knew Winston Churchill was real, but there would have been a part of me. Maybe not straight away would have said, oh, yeah, Sherlock Holmes. But I would have thought, right. is he real? Is he maybe is he maybe real? Was he maybe somebody back in the day that was an inspector in London? Like, maybe? Maybe? I don't know if there are any people like that I've mixed up in my life. I think I've pretty much... I mean, when I was younger, I wish Lara Croft was real. Um, but there's no one... No, I think no one that I've ever been that confused with. Do you know who I wish was real? Hey. The female out of Shark Tale. Something Isn't she sex- a fish? Something sexier, but yeah. But if, if, she's, if she's real, hmm. she's a... Uh, a, f- a, f- a fish with hair in the water. So that that would be almost even weirder than you fancying a cartoon. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You, do you, do you ever fancy a cartoon, or is that just a me thing? Um, is it Jessica Rabbit that's in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit, are you? Is she? I think she's a she's a she's a very pretty rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. There we go. Only oh. only from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Again, like Steve with his Keep Calm Carry On, I'm not like Barry that's got framed pictures of Jessica Rabbit all over his bedroom wall. That ain't me. I would that'd be a good double date actually. Fish from Shark Tale for me. And Roger Rabbit's missus for you. Right, last fact of the show. Connor, this isn't Sherlock Holmes, these things are actually real. Have you ever heard of Great Orcs? Great Orcs. A-U-K-S, nothing from Lord of the Rings. No, that's where my head went, no. Yeah. Big I was going to say, please, bird. please, please, after how much you know I hate Lord of the Rings, do not finish on a fact from that, please. Big flightless bird, they look a lot like, they looked a lot like a penguin. Uh, uh, they, the last place they lived... If, if that did fly, that would be a mentally big bird. The last place they lived was in a place called LD, not Aldi. Great Middle Isle, but Elde, I think is how you say it. It's a small small island off Iceland, actually, not Aldi. They're from Iceland. Uh, And a a colony was discovered there in 1935. Two Icelandic sailors, John Branson and Sigurd Eislefsson, wanted to go and take. There were three left. Well, two. There were a mum, a dad and an egg. They were the last remaining great orcs. These two sailors wanted to go and take the last egg. They wanted to take it back to Iceland, maybe to make money, maybe to raise it so they could make more. But the problem is the mum and the dad were kind of chipping away at the sailors. They didn't want to give up their bird. So they had to fight off the mum and dad. They had to strangle the mum and dad. In doing so, one of them stepped on the last egg of the species. Now. Bad, right? Probably should have finished with the Tetris one. It reminds me of the time they found the longest lived animal, which was a great clam, and scientists found it. And in trying to discover how old it was, they opened it up and killed it. Great. Great, right? Why bother? Why bother? Why bother? So when humans the, interfere. Stop the species. Yeah, stop the species, exactly. Bloody sad that. What a way to finish as well. I mean, if it, you know, if it had gone extinct due to reasons that happen, okay, fine, in a way, sad still, but happens. But that, bloody hell. I bet they were like, oh my God. They, actually, maybe they didn't know it was the last egg. They just never found another one again. Is that what happened? Well, they were told by museums who wanted birds for, to, for the colony to kind of raise or do whatever with they wanted the birds i think they knew that it was dying out because they were only left on this one tiny island wow. and they went there to go and get it and they ended up killing it mm, sad on that rather sad note that sound feels a bit like how we did after six solid days in manhattan yeah a bit of podcasting lots of carbs lots of beer I think it's probably time for us to leave. Thank you so much for listening. You can get in touch with the show at baffledpod.com for that. We've been to New York. The new co-host search is carrying on. Watch this space. Uh, Not long now. And we're doing lots of good stuff on TikTok, by the way. So make sure you find us on there. Baffledpod. You can get everything. Baffledpod.com. Can't Mm. wait for you to say hello. Uh, Until next time, say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Thanks for being there. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.